Big Easy Bets is partnered with Big Heads Media. We just gotta do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish small. Yes, from the top. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Big Easy Bets. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Reach for the sky, Pocahontas. <laughs> this is episode number 20. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to recap last week's picks, and we are picking every bowl game. Bowl season is here, and we're picking every one. So we're only going to do uh, this calendar week. So we're going to be picking through the BYU and Hawaii game, and... For some unknown reason, we are also going to pick every NFL game this week. 16 games, 16 winners coming at you. Um, so before we get started with that, we'll talk a little Saints football. They played the Colts on Monday night. Drew Brees is now your leading touchdown whatever, passer, whatever you want to call it. He's a touchdown king um, to Josh Hill. Josh Hill, they robbed Traquan Smith, dude. They robbed Traquan Smith of being immortalized. You watched Yeah, our buddy Tyler needed that to go to the other tight end. Yeah. <laughs> but hey. Yeah, so Tyler, uh, our buddy Tyler is the waffle winner. Um, he lost the waffle bowl, so he is going to be eating. He claims he's eating 24 waffles, and he's going to be out of the uh, waffle house in an hour. I don't believe it. I don't see it happen. It's not humanly possible. You can't, you, you, the body can't eat 24 waffles. I don't care what anybody says. If I was setting the over under for uh, how many <laughs> hours it's going to take him, I would put it at three. To eat 24 waffles. To you, eat. You need to set the over. No, because he can eat 21 in three hours. You're, that's that's right. So you think you're putting the over under at 21 and a half waffles? Um. I, I yeah, would, at three hours, I think that he's gonna be out of there. <laughs> I would put, I would put it at, I'd say, I'd say, eleven and a half waffles is the over under. I don't see it, dude. There's no way. There's no. So way. what would that be? That would be a lot more. That would be thirteen hours. Or yeah, th- yeah. And he, <laughs> no, he's gonna get out of there. I mean, this man runs his own business. He's got a. <laughs> his time is important, so uh, he's gonna have to plan when he, uh, when he does this. But yeah. He made a a, cri- a critical mistake. He dro- I think he's planning on doing it um, around the Super Bowl, like we did, like we did it last time. Yeah, but maybe we'll do it earlier. I don't know. I yeah, think yeah. that's what he mentioned to me, though. Yeah, I mean, whatever he wants to do, we'll we'll figure it out. Um, go ahead and tell him the critical mistake that he made that wind up costing him the uh the, the waffle bowl. Okay, so I've been helping Tyler a little bit this year. I basically drafted his entire team, which um. He had a lot of bad luck with David Johnson obviously getting injured and then not regaining his starting position. Devontae Adams uh, was injured for a lot of this season. Yep. Brandon Cooks was another one of his players who Brandon Cooks is a concussion away from uh, retiring. Um, well, anyway, with all those injuries, especially when um, David Johnson went down, I got the Adam Schefter notification saying, hey, um, Kenyon Drake's most likely going to be traded. Well, I text Tyler, go pick up Kenyon Drake. He picks him up. Obviously, he's get traded to Cardinals. 
Kenyon Drake has a breakout game while Tyler sits him on his bench. Every week after that, he's basically playing Kenyon Drake, who's uh, underperforming. Well, in the final week, um, he's looking for another running back. <laughs> he decides to get, what's his name? Uh, Mostert. Yeah, Mostert. I don't know his first name. Raheem. Um, Raheem Mostert. And Tyler, at this time, has three quarterbacks on his roster. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, Rivers. Jared Goff, and Phillip Rivers. I think all of them might have scored under 20 points this week. No, that's what I was going to say. You could combine you could combine their scores, and I'm pretty sure. But he should have, instead of um, dropping one of those three quarterbacks, he drops Kenyon Drake. Well, Joseph, who's the other player in the, um, the Waffle, Waffle Bowl, Bowl yep. picks up Kenyon Drake. Well, Kenyon Drake has his best game of his career, goes for 137 yards and four rushing touchdowns. And he scored 41 points. Tyler lost by what? Nine. Nine points. All You could combine all of Joseph's running back's points, and it was like 18. Like he, he had uh, Montgomery got him like five. He had he had nobody. He had no running backs. Tyler, it's a it's a critical mistake. So you, uh, he knows. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he, he's uh, not very happy about it. We should we should have been watching Joseph eat these waffles, but Tyler, you blew it. It's all right though. You get to uh, prove yourself, see if you can eat 24. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love to see it. We're actually we're contemplating uh, filming our podcast at Waffle House. We're weighing out the pros and cons of that idea, and we would chronicle uh, the amount of waffles that he eats, and that would be put on YouTube. Um, so we'll see. I would love to see it if he could do it. He would defy – that's got to be – I mean, outside of being a competitive eater, I mean, who's eating – 24 waffles from Waffle House. I don't know. We'll see. But, so yeah, back to Saints news. Drew Brees is your touchdown king. Uh, the refs find another way to rob us in the dome with some phantom offensive pass interference call on Traquan Smith. They robbed Traquan of immortality. I mean, he's already got, he's the re, he, he caught the ball that broke the receiving yards record. But, I mean, y'all robbed that man of getting the touchdown record too. He he would be intertwined with Drew Brees for the rest of time. It, it's ridiculous, man. Every chance they get, that that was not Terrell Owens tweeted. He said it's it's ridiculous. It was one of the worst offensive pass interference calls he's ever seen. Everybody knows it, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and Booger McFarland tried to side with their officials for he's that a call. Moron, I know dude. he he won a he Super drew Bowl a damn with the dick. Colts. He drew a damn dick on the screen. I don't oh know yeah, if you saw that. Booger McFarland is going cross-eyed trying to draw circles in. It's because he's drawing with that fucked-up hand. I don't know if you oh, see his dude. hand. He's got the cross fingers. He's like this, trying to trying to draw on the screen. He doesn't, doesn't even realize what he's doing. They Put him back on the sideline or something. Better yet, get him off the broadcast. I mean, he's an LSU Tiger, so you got to support him a little bit. But, God damn, Booger, you are an absolute moron. Like, I could do his job. Much better than he for a lot cheaper too. You you wouldn't even have to necessarily actually you wouldn't have to pay me a dime. I would do it for free, and my fingers aren't fucked up. So, I, just just putting it out there. It's a possible. It's a it's an yeah, idea. He, he he's uh he's all right. He's not as good as um, I mean not as bad as Jason Witten was. Oh God, yeah, he was terrible. He came out of retirement because um, he was so bad. Yeah, and I think one reason he returned to football was so he had some type of excuse to leave. Um, Monday Night Football. Yeah. I don't think it was as much as he wanted to play again as 
as much as it was finding a viable yeah, excuse to quit. Yeah, because they were quit. giving him the boot. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, Saints finally put together a uh, complete performance. Uh, offense, defense, special teams. Demario Davis is an absolute stud. Oh my God! I mean, I don't know if you watched the whole game. I'm sure you did. He looked incredible. Why was he not on George Kittle versus the 49ers? I don't know. Um, that could have been a different outcome. But with that being said, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson looked like a stud, too. He made a ton of plays. Um, so Drew Brees is the greatest quarterback of all time. You'll never convince me otherwise. Michael Thomas needs to be in the MVP conversation. He, uh, I mean, it's got to be Lamar and Michael Thomas, neck and neck, in my opinion. They still have Mahomes up in the MVP conversation. This guy's going to break the yards record potentially, and he's going to break the receptions record, knock on wood, as long as he doesn't get hurt. I mean, he needs 11. I think he got, what, 12 catches last night? Yeah, something crazy. He caught. He had 11 targets when I was watching, and he caught all 11 passes. Yeah, and then on top, yeah, so on top of that, Drew Brees breaks the touchdown record, and then he goes ahead and says, hmm, um, I'm going to throw one bad pass all night. To the running back and have one incompletion, and I'm going to set the single-game completion percentage record with, uh, what was it, 96.7%? Like, you have 29 of 30. So before we recap and uh, make our picks, and we have a lot of picks, so it's going to be a quick recap, um, I want to talk about Chris Sims. They did – him and Mike Florio um, gave their top 10 greatest quarterbacks of all time because anytime Drew Brees does something good – the morons got to come out of the woodworks to try to discredit what he's done. So Mike Florio had Drew Brees at fifth, which is ridiculous. Um, but we're not going to really harp on that. We're going to – so he had him fifth. Chris Sims, who on his best day was a mediocre quarterback, the best game he's ever played in his life, he was mediocre. The only reason anybody knows this guy's name is because of his dad. Phil Sims played for the Giants, won a Super Bowl. Whoopty fucking do. You know who's also won a Super Bowl? Drew Brees. You know where he had Drew Brees ranked on the top 10 list? Or, uh, it, it, yeah, it was top 10. He had him 10th. You had him dead last on your top 10. This dude's a fucking idiot. He had Roger Staubach, Staubach ahead of him, however you pronounce it. Who cares? Because he played back before they even ran, I mean, before they even threw the ball. Who cares? I mean, I'm sure he I know he I know who he is, played for the Cowboys, all that. Whoopty fucking do. Drew Brees is the greatest quarterback of all time. He had Terry Bradshaw ahead of him. Go look at Terry Bradshaw's stats. That you there's no way you can physically make an argument for Terry Bradshaw to be better than Drew Brees. Would you agree? Oh uh, yeah. On Stallback, Dan Marino, um, yeah, I mean, Even Brett Favre isn't as good as no, Drew Brees. No, no. Brett Favre, yeah. I, I don't understand. I don't get it. Peyton Manning's not better than Drew Brees. You can't make an argument that no, Peyton Yeah, Manning's both better. of them have Manning in front of um, Drew. Drew Brees. And uh, both of them have John Elway in front of Drew Brees. John Elway, to me, is a very overrated quarterback. I don't even think that he was the best player on his team at the time that the Broncos won back-to-back Super Bowls. Terrell uh, Davis. Terrell Davis was by far the engine that made that offense run. And, uh, yeah, Terrell Davis, if he doesn't get injuries, I think he had problems with migraines. 
I think he would be one of the best running backs in the NFL. It's just yeah, uh, he, he was the stretch he went on was phenomenal for the short period of time that it lasted. Yeah. So, like Peyton Manning, bo- uh, born and bred in New Orleans, you love the Mannings. He's not better than Drew Brees. He's got one more Super Bowl, I understand. Von Miller in the Broncos defense literally rolled him in his wheelchair to this Super Bowl. Single-handedly, the defense won them that Super Bowl. But I get it. He's got two. Drew's got one. Who'd he win it over? Peyton Manning. What does Manning also have over him? MVPs. Manning has five. Drew Brees has none, which is one of the biggest jokes in the history of the league that Matt Ryan has an MVP. But Drew Brees doesn't have one. They rot. You can't even use that as a talking point, in my opinion, because there's been so many years where he should have won MVP and didn't get it. Like, so you uh, you throw that out the window, in my opinion. Every other stat, he's better than everybody to ever play the game in. There's no other stat that he's better in. Oh well, well Tom Brady has more touchdowns if you count the playoffs. Well, Tom Brady had a weaker division. Tom Brady always had a defense. Sixteen times he had a top uh, top ten defense. I think it was three times Drew Brees had a top ten defense if you count San Diego and New Orleans. And it was, yeah, I think it was three. I'm pretty positive with that. Uh, you could fact check me on that. Tom Brady's played in the um, worst division in football for his entire career. Yeah, and if you really want to boil it down, if you want to look at t- if you want to take touchdowns in the playoffs into account, Drew Brees is got the highest touchdown per game in the playoffs in history with two point two per game. Tom Brady's got like one point six, something like that. And it's like, oh yeah, it's minute numbers. Well. Per game, he throws more touchdowns. He just hadn't gotten there because it's, it's a team sport. Everybody wants to talk about Super Bowls. It takes a team to win a Super Bowl. But individual stats, the best pure quarterback of all time, I've always said it, it is Drew Brees. It's not even close. Oh, well, he's just the best, most accurate quarterback of all time. Whatever the fuck that means. He's the most accurate quarterback of all time, which results in him being the best quarterback of all time. Because he's got the most yards, the most touchdowns, the best completion percentage for a single game, a season, a career, the best uh, quarterback rating. He's got the most 5,000-yard seasons. He's got the most consecutive games with the touchdown. I mean, the list goes on and on. Everybody out there wants to make excuses. and Like Skip Bayless. Fuck Skip Bayless, dude. I hope Skip Bayless. I'm not going to go that far. But I, Skip, <laughs> Skip Bayless said, well, let me uh, tell you why Tom Brady's touchdowns are more meaningful than uh, Drew Brees's. Whatever the fuck that means, Skip. Go pull, go pull a jersey out the trash can. You fucking moron. So that's all I have on that uh, rant. But that absolutely pisses me off. Chris Sims is the biggest joke. The fact that he gets paid for his opinion is ridiculous. Uh, He should be fired on the spot. If I saw him, I swear on my life, I would take a swing at him. You can take that to the bank. I would take a swing at Chris Sims in a heartbeat. You got got anything to throw in there? Because that's all I got on that that topic. Um. We got Janoris Jenkins. Yeah. The Jackrabbit. I'm happy about it. It's not a it's not a bad move. It doesn't hurt us in any way, shape, or form. So at one point in time this guy was considered one of the top corners in the league. It was years and years ago, but probably five years ago. Yeah, I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to take a stance on why he was um released by the Giants for saying what they want to call the R word. Yeah. Go ahead. So you, you, you lead this train, and I'll go wherever. wherever Janoris you Jenkins this one. was released by the Giants for 
engaging with a fan on Twitter and calling that fan a retard. Go ahead. You you take this train wherever you want to take it. If you, I'm, I'm, I'll back you up. I mean, I just think that that's crazy. No, it is crazy. It's ridiculous. So if we're going to take it here, anybody out there who wants to pretend like they've never used the word retard, you're a retard. You're lying to yourself. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, nobody's going up to a mentally handicapped person and saying, oh, you're retard. It's used in as a joking manner to normally in, with friends um, or to call somebody on Twitter. I, I, I wouldn't have kicked them off the team for it. Let's put it that way. I think that they found a, a lot worse things on people's Twitter that have not resulted in them being released. So, I mean, who knows? I know Janoris Jenkins had somewhat of a big contract. Maybe they were looking for a reason to shed some money. I'm sure they were. But the Saints didn't hesitate in jumping on that, and now they have uh, that contract to be accountable for. Yeah, no, in all honesty, I mean, uh, you can't be calling people that, not in this day and age. I mean, you should never really call anybody that at any point in time. Um, But this PC culture that we're in now where everything's this fake outrage and it's the worst thing ever we got to get out of this we got to stop stop with all that it's a little ridiculous um everybody's feet everybody's jumping for their feelings to get hurt so we all kind of need to uh get over it a little bit but i'm happy with it one man's trash is another man's treasure um you know this could be really good especially if janoris jenkins can get on the outside and do a good job then we can um put Eli Apple in a slot, and I think that that's a much better it just, fit for it him. It just provides depth. I like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson playing in the nickel. I think he's played well, even though they, he was kind of in Von Bell. He was kind of playing safety um, last night. Um, they move him around a lot. PJ's had some success at the nickel, but PJ's the weakest link. I don't care what anybody says. It's not Eli Apple. Um, Eli Apple, I felt like, played a really good game last night. He had one penalty. I didn't really love the call. He grabbed him a little bit. But whatever, it's not like he 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 played a good game. I felt like you didn't really hear his name. Lattimore locked down T. Y. Hilton. Yeah, the whole defense played well, especially Demario Davis, who's a stud, most underappreciated, very, very good. most underappreciated linebacker in the league. But yeah, no, I think the Jenkins pickup is going to be uh, very big for us. It just provides depth at the very least. He's a quality. He's a potential number, or he is a number one corner in this league, and we don't need him to be a number one. We need him to be a quality number two, which I think he will be. And he'll be that and then some. So I'm excited. I was never off the wagon. I said last week I was hanging on by a thread. We just were getting not – I would never jump off the wagon ever, but I was just very down in the dumps after everything that happened. But I'm back. I'm back. Very uh. So so, what needs to happen for the Saints to be a number one or a number two seed to get a first round bye? We need the Packers to lose once, and we need the Seahawks to win out, and we have to win out, obviously. Or no, not even necessarily. If say the Rams go beat the Niners, then we just got to win out, and we need uh. Well, yeah, we need the Packers, Packers to, to lose. lose no matter what. But I would be okay with the number so two. So if seed. the Packers lose and the Seahawks win out. Does that mean that the um, Seahawks are in front of the Saints? No, because we have the tiebreaker. We went okay. to Seattle. Because I know somebody them. was saying something about NFC yeah, losses. I think, yeah, there's some technicality. Because all three of our losses 
outcome in the NFC. Yeah, there's some technicality, like if there's a three-way tie or something at first. I don't know. It's ridiculous. It, it's stupid. Um, as of right now, we need the Packers to lose. They uh, are underdogs against the Vikings this week. We'll talk about that a little later. Um, the 49ers have a tough game against the Rams, even though they just got absolutely skull-drugged by the Cowboys of all teams. Um, but that's another potential victory uh, or p- potential loss for the Niners. So, I mean, the Rams are still the Rams, uh, kind of. Um, maybe Jared Goff will remember how to throw a football. But we'll get into that a little bit later too. But, yeah, so we need the Packers to lose. And really, we just got to win out. And then whatever, wherever the chips fall, I mean, you got to beat everybody at some point anyway. You're going to have to beat the best team no matter what. So we'll see what happens. Um, but it's a promising time right now. Saints train Saints trains back on the track, going to Tennessee. I'll be in Tennessee. Um, we're making that trip, going to that game. Um, and then you got Joe Burrow winning the Heisman Trophy. I mean, we're blessed with quarterback play right now. You're looking at the best college quarterback for a single season of all time, and the best NFL quarterback of all time playing in the same state. I mean, doesn't get much better than that. Um, yeah, you got anything more on Saints uh, recap? No, that's all I got. Um, I'm I'm ready for these bowl games for sure. Every bowl game we're picking. Is it smart? Probably not, but we're doing it. Um, I'm not going to lie. When I was looking at our first slate that we've picked, I I like the games that I've picked. Um, There was one in there. I went in to research a good bit about these games. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling confident about them. There was one in there I didn't love, like that Georgia Southern game or that Arkansas State game. Um, yeah, that's one I'm iffy about. Yeah, I didn't love that one. But, okay, so let's recap. Um, we'll start with college. There was one game. It was America's game, Navy versus Army. I had Navy minus 10. Uh, Nick was on Army plus 10. But we were on opposite sides of the spectrum with the over-under. Why we picked the over-under? Why I picked the over-under? I don't know. I hate picking the over-under. I literally never get it right, ever. Um, that's another. We'll get into the NFL, my over there. Uh got robbed uh not only did they rob drew Brees, they robbed me too we'll talk about it later oh yeah oh um, i did see that yeah so navy cashes in minus 10 they win what 31 to 7 um malcolm perry is the best player on the field he was absolutely uh just put on a clinic i mean lamar jackson juking people out their shoes so navy minus 10 that's a w how did you feel about Army's performance? Okay, so um, Army was starting a quarterback uh, that was making his first start. It was the first time in the history of the Army-Navy game that a quarterback was going to be starting for the first time and playing in that game. Um, Yeah, I did not know that. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know that either, but it didn't make a difference to me. But um, then they played their regular starter later. I don't know what was going on, and to be honest, I don't care. I wasn't even supposed to pick this against the spread. I came into the podcast last week with the under on my paper, and then he started talking about the game and all these things, and I was like, oh yeah, I think because I did have a feeling it was gonna be a close game, but I didn't want to pick against Malcolm Perry. But then I changed my mind mid-episode, so not good. You got to stick with your gut. Uh, 
that, if that tells you anything. That guy's an absolute stud. Yeah, Malcolm Perry's an, a Navy SEAL if there is one on that football team. Yeah, I think he might have been on SEAL Team 6, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's He's got the athleticism to do it, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, so we were on opposites there, and we were on opposites on the over-under. Um, so our overall record will stay the same at 72-55-2, but that brings our individual records me obviously we both went one and one so that fucking sucks but 55 40 and one and that brings nick to 45 34 and two i mean that's that uh on on the negative side i made my big easy bet army and navy over 40 and a half why somebody tell me to pick arm i mean fucking navy on the spread man malcolm perry i knew malcolm perry was good he's the only reason i picked navy and I go with the over, and there was a missed field goal in this game. I know you like. I know you were saying that it was blocked. It wasn't just. It wasn't just missed. Okay, it was a blocked field goal. Um, that would have hit the over. I think there was thirty-eight points scored. Right? What was it thirty-one-seven? Yeah, it was thirty-eight. So thirty-eight overall points scored, and we got a missed field goal in this game. Um, again, I'm no mathematician, but thirty-eight plus three is forty-one. We'd have hit the over. Um. So, yeah, uh, my big easy bet was Army-Navy over 40-and-a-half. His was under 40-and-a-half, so he hit his big easy bet. I did not. Um, so we'll move on to the NFL. Thursday night, <sighs> my big easy bet of the week, the Jets plus 16. Adam Gase is a moron. Fourth and one, he wants to do play action rollouts on both of them. Um, somebody take the clipboard away from him. Somebody else needs to call offensive plays. Why I don't even know if he is the offensive coordinator, but he's the head coach. You need to do better than that. Why did you pay Le'Veon Bell? The damn guy's got the flu. He could still pick up one yard. He bowled the game of his life. Give him the ball. Let him bowl and ball his way through the line of scrimmage and pick up a first down. But, I mean, they blocked a punt. I don't know if you're watching this game. They blocked a punt and returned it for a touchdown. I was like, oh, my God, there's hope. There's hope. We were hoping for a backdoor cover. The Ravens kicked the shit out. Uh, yeah, I I watched this game for the first half, so I did not see that. Um, and then I was like, screw this, and I just started watching Bad Santa. <laughs> With uh, what's Billy name? Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. Um, so, yeah, Jets plus 16. We both were on it. They lost. I had the Bills plus two on uh, Sunday night. They won. That one felt good. The refs tried to screw us. Ain't going to happen. Not today. But that's the only one that they didn't screw us on. Um, I had Rams minus one. They fucking suck. And then I had the Saints and Colts over 42. If they don't call a phantom offensive pass interference call and rob Drew Brees of the genuine emotion that he had when he thought he broke the touchdown record, they also would not have robbed me of the over of 42. I hate the referees. I hate Al Riveron. Um, that's another guy. You put me in a room with Chris Sims and Al Riveron, and I'm coming out of there without a scratch, and you'll never hear from them two again. Um, so one and three on the weekend for me in the NFL, and I lost my big easy bet. 0 for 2 for big easy bets. Not good. Brings me to 12 and 10 in that department. Um, rough week. Rough week. So go, you can go ahead and recap your NFL picks. And I'll, so uh, I had the Jets with Logan. We got sorrows. screwed because uh, I was worried about Gase. I'm, I'm worried about that whole team. 
Uh, I think they got a lot of talent, but they just underperform week in and week out. Um, and then I had the Packers playing the Bears in Lambeau Field. Uh, the Packers get out to a 21-3 lead. Then they let the Bears get back into it. It's 21-13. The Bears have the ball, so they're down eight. That's one possession if you get the two-point conversion. Uh, the Bears have to run a little trick la- uh trick yep. play with the laterals I was watching and this. I'm not gonna lie they were one lateral away from scoring a, the, the touchdown that could possibly tie it with the a white conversion the white fullback like swallows the ball Pitch yeah he should have pitched it a lot earlier and there was really not anyone close to the guy he could have pitched it to for a touchdown yeah so. it was Allen Robinson he'd have um, walked in yeah well thank god that the white guy hang on to the ball and fell and then threw it too late we need the Packers to lose, man. Because the Packers covered, and that was one of the bets I won. I went two and three. The other bet I won was the Bills. Also had the Bills with Logan. Um, then I had the Browns. Just leave it at the, the fact that they fucking suck. The Browns playing the Cardinals, who <laughs> have a quali- I've been ripping on. Quality coach and quarterback. I've been saying it. No, dude. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, look, they needed that. The Cardinals really did need that because, I mean, if they come out and they underperformed again, shit wasn't going to be looking good for them. I'm not going to lie. Kyler Murray was brilliant in this game. Yeah. No, I I didn't watch this whole game, but I definitely saw him the scrambles that he had. Somebody, he made a, somebody a lot said of he, excellent throws, too. Somebody said he looked like a little kid uh, when he broke something running for oh, his yeah. mom. Oh, yeah. I did see that. Up. Um, And then I had the Rams – who suck? I guess that highlight tape Jason Garrett showed the team really lit a fire under their ass because they look like uh, a team that I haven't seen the Cowboys play like this year. Yep. Well, Rams suck. Um, we are exactly at thirty minutes, and that will actually do your overall record. So we're gonna be a little past thirty minutes. Go ahead. Um. Yeah. So I'm twenty six, twenty seven, and one. And I'm picking 16 games this week, trying to flip that record on its ass. I'm 26, 32, and 2. And I'm also picking 16 games this week. Or am I trying to flip it on its head? Um, Yeah, probably on its head. Yeah. Yeah. You would just be sitting it down if you put it on its ass. I want to be better. Me too. Um, So, yeah, that brings us overall to 35, 39, and 1. Not good. Not terrible. Not nearly as good as our college records, uh, but it looks like we're picking like Stanford Steve and Chris Felicka right now. Um, For NFL, yeah. Yes. Um, so that wraps up the recap of last week's games. So now we can get to the meat and potatoes of this episode uh, at right about 30 minutes. We're picking all of the bowl games this year, but we are starting with – don't be looking at who I picked, dude. See you over there looking. No, I'm not looking. I was you, thinking about something. Um, so that we might. I don't know. We're gonna do this calendar week, um, starting with the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl on Friday, and ending with the where is it? The Sophie Sofi Hawaii Bowl. So we'll get started. First game, Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. You got Buffalo versus Charlotte. Uh, the Buffalo Bill, uh, Bulls, not to be confused with the Bills, versus the Charlotte Forty ers um, so this is the first game, first bowl game of the season. Kicks it off. 
Buffalo is minus six and a half point favorites. Um, Charlotte's riding a five game winning streak, and Buffalo has won five of their last six. Both teams come in at a seven and five overall record. This is Charlotte's uh, first year with head coach Will Healy. What are your thoughts? Who do you like? I see you looking at my picks, dude. Yeah, I got I. To me, this was one of the first games I saw. Yep. When the bowl schedule was first released, this game opened up Buffalo favored by five points. Was it because it was the first bowl game they released? Um, no, but <laughs> it was because it was the first one that pops up on ESPN because it's the first one that's going to be played. Buffalo was minus five. They're now minus six and a half. I still like a minus six. I think they're going to win by at least a touchdown. I mean, I think that six and a half is pretty safe. Look, R- Buffalo has a good running game, averaging 254 yards of rushing offense per game, and a good defense, only allowing under 300 yards per game. Yeah, you just took all my uh, my notes there. So, but uh, yeah, w- let's see what I got. Um, so yeah, leading leading the way for the ground game is the sophomore running back Jared Patterson. He's rushed for 1,626 yards and 17 touchdowns this year. That translates to he's good. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, Buffalo only allows 95 rushing yards a game, whereas Charlotte allows 190 yards per game on the ground. So I think this will be the difference maker. The game will be decided in the trenches. I don't think that they have the offensive and defensive line to keep up. Um, I'm taking Buffalo minus six and a half, as are you. Yep. All right, we're both on the bi- uh, Bulls. God damn. Dude, I really, I, I really, really – like this Buffalo game. I really, really like it. It's your big easy bet. I don't know. We'll get, we'll get there later. All right. Um, all right. So we'll move on to the number two bowl game of the season. Uh, tropical. Oh, fuck. I wanted to say Tropicana so bad. The Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. Say that five times fast. Um, Played in Frisco, Texas. Yep. Don't get it twisted with uh, California. Which is right outside of Dallas. It's where the Cowboys have their uh, their facilities, I believe. Um, Utah State versus Kent State. So I have some history with the Utah State fans because when they beat LSU, whenever uh, Skylar Mays choked it away at the end, um, they wanted to all come at me on Twitter. Well, the very next night, the Boise State Blue Broncos absolutely curb stomped them. So I took the high road, though. I didn't go back and tweet at all of them. I tweeted at a couple of them. Um, so, yeah, Utah State's minus seven versus Kent State. This is Kent State's first bowl game, or I'm sorry, second bowl game since 1972, and they are coming in on a three-game win streak. Utah State's quarterback, um, did you look him up? You know about him? Yeah. Jordan Love? He's pretty good, huh? Nah, I mean, yeah, he's pretty good, I guess. Uh, he's a prospect. I was being sarcastic. Yeah, well, he, I mean, he, they're saying he could potentially go in the early rounds. Um, Not very efficient. No. So he's 6'4", 225 pounds. Um, the NFL scouts like him, but he's got 17 touchdowns on the year. And he is combating that with 16 interceptions. Um, he does not take care of the ball. That's what that means. He's already declared for the NFL draft. Um, one might think he's got a foot out the door. That was my thoughts. He's thinking, okay, he's not going to be lowering his shoulder. He's not going to be fighting for extra yards. Um, I think Kent State's going to come in fired up. 
for uh, second bowl game since 72. Uh, they will be without their starting cornerback, Jamal Parker, due to a targeting call last game. So that For the first half? First half, right. Yeah, uh, yeah starting senior cornerback, so not good. This is going to be a bad game all around. Um, both of these teams are not very good. Um, but I think Kent State's going to want it more. I'm taking Kent State. Uh, they've got some weird name. It's uh, the Golden Flashes or something like that. It's unorthodox. Um, that's like their that's like their team name, something like that. The Flashes, something along those lines. They must be uh, fast. Yeah. Um, Kent State plus seven. I like it. Or whatever it's at now. It's goddamn line. Yeah, it's actually now. like plus five now. Well, well, you go ahead and tell me who you like, and uh, I'm gonna fact check that. I'm gonna look that up and it see. It could even be less of a. Well, if, uh, it, well, if it's worse, we're gonna leave it at five. <laughs> I'm gonna lie and say that it is at five. Um, so it's gonna be around five because I checked it um, before, just right before we started this episode. So yeah, I like Kent State as well. Same reason uh, as you, uh, Jordan Love. Too many interceptions, man. Interceptions aren't going to win you games. Um, I think Utah State has some athletes, but uh, I think Kent State is more disciplined. Uh, I do like their quarterback. Is it Dustin Crum? Dustin Grum? <laughs> I can't tell if I wrote a G or a C. Uh, I think it's Dustin Crum. Uh, efficient, has a very high touchdown. Uh yeah, the interception like, ratio. What was it like twenty two to three, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, to me, when I first look at this game, it's like I don't know, man. Utah State, but I think Utah State uh, re- really has been. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, let's put I, it this way: um, if I'm being honest, number eighty for Utah State, their big wide receiver. I think I'm still in his head. We were on the sidelines um, when LSU played Utah State, and I'm going to be completely honest. I think I'm still in his head. Um, He might not catch a ball either. I told Kendrick Rogers of A&M that he's not catching a ball, and what did he do? He laid a goose egg. So if you got a prop bet on the over-under on catches for uh, number 80, don't even know his name, hammer the under. He's going to have a terrible game. Jordan Love. He he he's already he's looking ahead. He's looking ahead to the NFL. Kent State plus seven, or I'm sorry, plus five. That's the pick. Both of us on it. Consensus. All right. I, I will say we had a lot of consensus picks um for the conference championship week. And I went eight and two, he went seven and three. We had one that we were opposites on. Um so if we both like it, it chances are it's a it's a good pick. So, you all right over there? <laughs> all right, so the first bowl game on Saturday. So both of those were uh, Friday games. It is the New Mexico Bowl, Central Michigan versus San Diego State. Central Michigan is plus three and a half point underdogs. Um, and, yes, I just confirmed that on the computer. Um, so let's see what I – what inside analysis I have on this one. Um, so, yeah, that's right. San Diego State lost last year's bowl game by an embarrassing 27 to nothing. Um, I don't even think they played. Uh, that's not good. The difference in this game, I think, will be San Diego State's defense. Um, they rank second in the nation against the run and fifth overall in total defense. So, 
You haven't really heard much about San Diego State, I can promise you that, but their defense is good. The critical number in this game is going to be 135. So Central Michigan is 8-0 when rushing for more than 135 yards, and they are 0-5 when they do not. San Diego State only allows 72.3 rush yards per, per game. Uh, I think they're, they're going to play slow. They're going to control the ball. They're going to try to shut down an explosive uh, Central Michigan offense. So San Diego State minus three. I think if they can get out to a lead, an early lead, they're going to hold the ball and they're going to play good defense. Um, I like, what are they, the Aztecs? The Aztecas? Mm. Beats me. Well, I like them. I'm taking them. Who you got? Goddamn cabbage, man. Cabbage? Yeah. It's in uh, New Year's Day. Chinese New Year. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, looking at this game, I have San Diego State as well. Because you've been looking at my um, Here's why. They have a really good defense, like Logan said. Uh, and their team, they're always in games, no matter what, because of that defense. Uh, looking at Central Michigan, a big difference between these two teams uh, is the turnover margin. Uh, Central Michigan's turnover margin for the season, minus seven. means they've turned the ball over seven more times than the teams that they've played against. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, San Diego State's, Turnover margin is plus 15. Jiminy Christmas. That means they've uh, gotten 15 more turnovers than that they've allowed. Which translates um, to good. They're getting like uh, over one turnover uh, a game over their opponents. And usually that turnover is going to make the difference. And I do like San Diego State minus three and a half points here. All right. So another consensus. Um if you want to go ahead, you can start it off with the fourth one, the FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl. I'll let you take the lead. On yeah, that the one. FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl. Um, this bowl is going to be played in Orlando, Florida. Uh, you have Liberty, uh, the Liberties versus the <laughs> Georgia, <laughs> the Georgia Southerns. I think they're the statues. Yeah, the Liberty Freedom Ringers <laughs> versus the uh, Georgia Southern. Actually, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad uh, I let you start it off on this one because I made a pick, but I'm on the fence here. So I would love to be swayed in a direction here. Look, I was on the fence as well. This is what I know about these teams. I know Georgia Southern, one of, one of the top rushing offenses in the nation. The goddamn triple option. Um, however, only 72.8 passing yards a game. To me, that's a bit of a problem. They might as well be an armed forces team. Um, especially going against this Liberty team. This Liberty team's a very balanced offense. Uh, Hugh Freeze, former Ole Miss coach, uh, blind—you might know him from the blind side. Uh, Remember, he uh, he coached a game from a hospital bed up in the press box this year. Did you see that? No, he had it like was a, to me. He had like a surgery, and he's like he's literally he's laying in the hospital bed. They lost that game because mm. they're not a good team. But yeah, well, I'm going with Liberty, getting five points. Um, to me, that's a big problem. I mean, I just think that if Liberty can move the ball, which I think that they're going to be able to, um, that Georgia Southern's not going to be able to keep up with just running. Yeah, so with these games, this is why it always – these games scare me. I'm not going to lie. I originally had Georgia Southern circled, but I was – like I have written down, obviously, Liberty has a dangerous passing attack, and uh, they like to score – 
fast and a lot. That's their game plan. That's what Hugh, Hugh Freeze's uh, motto basically is. So with Georgia Southern, they run that stupid triple option. So if Liberty gets out to an early lead and Georgia Southern has to kind of get away from their game plan and potentially throw the ball, it's it's over for them. It's a done deal. They don't have the passing attack to keep up. So I, I think I agree with Nick, and I think I also am going to be on Liberty uh, plus five. It's just there's more room for error, I feel like, with Georgia Southern, whereas Liberty, if Liberty jumps out to that early lead, if you see a score, a stop, and a score, it's over. It's over. They're going to have to they're going to have to get out of their game plan. Georgia, uh, Georgia Southern wants to sit on the ball. They want to run that stupid triple option, and uh, they want to burn clock. They like to put together like 10-plus play drives and just grind it out. So, However, yeah, you got to be careful, though, because if uh, Liberty's having problems stopping that run, they could be in for a long night. Yeah, so that's why I didn't love this game. Um, this wasn't one that I was dying to pick, but we're picking all of them, so. And, I mean, Hugh Freeze is a quality coach. He's actually, I think he's the highest paid coach outside of the Power Five. So, earn that money, Hugh. Um, All right, so the next bowl game in line. Bear with me here. Um, The Cherubundi Boca Raton Bowl. This is the SMU Mustangs versus FAU, who are the Owls, I believe. Um, SMU is minus three is what I got on the paper. Um, So Lane Kiffin's not at FAU anymore. He is now at Ole Miss. Willie Taggart is going to be the new coach at FAU, but I don't think he can't join them yet, right? No. Yeah, so um, I think SMU is going to hit FAU quickly and early. If they can jump out to an early lead, their stacked D-line will be able to pin their ears back and get after FAU quarterback Chris Robinson who's completed less than 50% of his passes in uh, each of his last two games. Um, SMU's going for their first 11-win season since 82 when they had the uh, they got the death penalty. Um, Pony Express. Yep. So SMU, I mean, they were, they were like, what, top 15? I know they were. Yeah, they had to be top 15 at one point, potentially even top 10, right? Yeah. They, they, they were top 15. I think they they were undefeated for a little bit, yeah. and then they uh, stumbled against yep. quality opponents. Though. Yeah, no. So that I, American Conference is strong. FAU is good, man. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I'm I'm rolling with the Mustangs here in that explosive passing attack. So I'm going SMU minus three. I mean plus three. Sorry, they're under their favorites. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Minus three. Minus three. Yeah. Um, I was like in my head. I was like hmm, plus three. I'm yeah. going with SMU as well. Here's why. Uh. I like Sonny Dykes. Their coach got them on a on a on the right path and going in the right direction. Uh, a, I was I would consider picking FAU if Lane Kiffin was still uh, coaching this game, but he's yeah, not. That was, so that's a big deal. That was a fact. Another for thing me. to mention though is that this game is in Boca Raton, Florida. Yep. That is FAU's home stadium. Yep. So it's on FAU's campus. That means that. Um, that is a good point. FAU is basically going to be playing a home game because you yeah, can't expect a whole lot of. They're going to travel though. SMU is going to travel. They've got. They may, but a lot of times there's a lot of empty seats in uh, bowl games of this significance. No, I agree. But they've been so bad for so long. 
and they're going for their first 11-win season since the suspensions and all that were handed down. But um, I think they're going to show here's up. Here's some facts. FAU at home this year is only 4-3 and three against the spread. And two of their losses are, have come at home. Their third loss came to Ohio State and uh, Columbus. Okay. So they've like lost it. two at home, which uh, looks good because they're underdogs here. Uh, which to me is basically a home game. Uh, SMU, though, I think, look, the American Conference to me is much stronger than Conference USA. Oh, yeah. No, without a doubt. They got Memphis. They got Cincinnati. Yep. uh, UCF. Yep. I mean, it's stacked over there. Uh, Yeah, I like SMU in this one. Favored uh, three points. All right. I think they went fairly comfortably. Yeah. Okay. Um, So... That brings us to, we've got, what, one, two, three, five games left. Uh, the Camellia Bowl. You've got FIU versus Arkansas State. This was not a game I wanted to pick at all. Um, FIU's most notable win this year was two weeks ago against Miami. Um, they lost in overtime to, it might have been Marshall, uh, somebody. They lost in overtime last week. Neither team has a good defense, so there's going to be a lot of points scored. Um, I do think FIU's defense is the better of the two, and that's about the extent of my uh, my analysis here. Uh, so I'm going to go FIU plus two and a half. Um, who do you like? Yeah, so I was looking at this one. This one to me is an extremely tough bowl game to pick. Um Arkansas State. They play in the <laughs> Sun Belt Conference, I'm fairly sure. Uh they might. Decent team, not not very good though. Uh FIU. However, went on a little bit of run to become bowl eligible, I think. Yep. Um I, I'm going with FIU getting points here. All right. I don't really have much analysis on 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 why yeah. I was looking at a lot of things, they're they're really close in a, in a lot of statistical categories. Third down percentage. I think FIU may have a, a advantage though with uh, special teams in this one. You think? Yeah. All right, I like it. I think. Yeah. Um, if you don't, if you're not an absolute degenerate and you're not betting every single game, maybe maybe don't bet this one. But if you are, and you're gonna bet every single game, like. Like we are, um, FIU plus two and a half. That's the pick. Um, sometimes these are the games that you you don't feel good about, and then they kick the shit out of them, and you're like, that was the best pick of the week. Um, so yeah, I would let you lead this one off, but I'm not going to do it because it's the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl, and it's my Boise State Blue Broncos, baby. We're in the bowl game, number 19 ranked in the nation, and we're getting. Points versus Washington. Who? Doesn't matter. We're getting points. I literally wrote down, anytime you get plus money with Boise State, you hammer it. They are plus three and a half. Um, I would strongly recommend a money line pick here, but all of our picks are against the spread. Um, no Boise State players are skipping the bowl game. That's been confirmed. They are all playing, and they have quite a few different players who are going to be in the NFL. Uh, first and foremost, Curtis Weaver on the defensive line. That guy is an absolute stud. 
Uh, Washington will be without their tight end Hunter Bryant and their left tackle Trey Adams as they are both setting out for the draft. Who's at quarterback for Boise? Is it Bachmeyer? Is it Cord? Is it the senior uh, Henderson? Don't know, don't care. Boise plus three and a half. Yeah, you got the number 19 ranked Boise State Blue Broncos, which they're really just the Boise State Broncos. Early, earlier in the year, I coined them as the Blue Broncos because of that that um, blue are, field. They are the Blue Broncos. They're blue as shit. Yes. Um, they're not going to be feeling blue, though, I can tell you that. Yeah, look, Boise State, to me, the difference is it's going to be that defense, that Boise State defense, uh, led by Curtis Weaver, a first-team All-American. Yep. I told it's going to be a first-round draft pick. Um, I really like – I think Curtis Weaver is going to be a big difference maker. Look, they're playing for pride here. Uh, obviously, they're they're more around their teammates and uh, not jumping ship like Washington seems to be doing. Yep. Um, Washington played in the Pac-12. Not a team in a playoff for the Pac-12. Nope. Uh, Boise State – Utah to me, it. very well may have been the best uh, non-power five non-power five team this year. Yeah, no, uh, I, I would say so. They've been, they're doing it with three different Memphis, quarterbacks. Memphis got that uh, the New Year six, six bowl. Yep. Um, but look, Boise State to me, I, I really like them. Washington struggled against teams with good defenses. I think Boise State's going to win this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm they, taking them plus three and a half. They've had three different quarterbacks step in under center and win games. I mean, that's a that's a quality offense when you can have your first, second, and third string quarterbacks step in and have success. Not so much much the second string guy, but I mean, if they play Hank Bachmeyer, it's a lock. If they play Henderson, I feel really good about it. This is my big easy bet of the week. Boise State plus three and a half versus Washington. I love the Blue Broncos. I've ridden them all year. It'd be crazy for me not to ride them again. You can throw the bees up. There, it, it's a it's a lock. It's an absolute lock. So Curtis Weaver might have five plus sacks. Uh, the coach of Boise State has been talking about Leighton Vander Esch and showing how much uh, a good game and a bowl game can help your draft stock because he had a hell of a game um, in his in his last bowl game and. It helped his draft stock tremendously, I believe. They took him first round, did they not, the Cowboys? If they didn't, he's definitely playing like a f- first-round draft. I'm pretty positive. NFL. I'm pretty positive they did. No, so that, no, they definitely did. So that was his uh, That was his whole thing was, look, you show out in this game, it's going to help you out a lot, make you some money. So Curtis Weaver, who probably might be a – probably a late first round guy you go out and you go nuts you move yourself up you can make you can make a substantial amount of money with a uh, quality game here so yeah i i mean come on what more do you need you're getting plus money with boise state i'm taking them on the money line but my pick is on the spread you should take them on the money line if you don't take them on the spread i don't really care but they're a lock would you agree i feel good about it well i feel great about it <laughs> so, but I mean, obviously you're picking them, right? Yeah. Okay. Boise State so, plus three and a half. So this next game pisses me off. I'll let you go ahead and talk about it first. The R and L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Okay. Yeah. The R and L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. <laughs> we got um, the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Fuck them. Um, playing 
the UAB Dragons. There's something else. The Blazers. The UAB Blazers. Um, the Dragons. Yeah, it sure damn sure looks like a dragon on that helmet, but <laughs> call them what you want. Um, look, looking at this game, you know Appalachian State averaging 230 rushing yards per game. You might look at UAB and think, oh, they got a decent rush defense, only allowing a, just over 100 yards a game. However, I say they don't because last week when UAB played FAU, <laughs> FAU – Gouged them for 286 rushing yards. I'm taking App State here, minus 16 and a half. I don't think this one's going to be very close. Well, we're on opposite sides here because I'm rolling with the Dragons. Um, App State's head coach, Aliyah Drinkwitz, or Drinkwitz, however you want to pronounce it. It's probably German. Um, that's a that's a Dirk Nowitzki, Dirk Nowitzki uh, conundrum. Um, he's on his way to Missouri, so their head coach is gone. Did this affect them last year? No, because they kicked the shit out of whoever they played in the bowl game when they lost their head coach that year. Um, this will be a defensive battle, I think. Uh, I hope. I'm taking UAB plus 17. Um, they do have a good run defense. App State wants to run the ball. That's their bread and butter of their offense. Yeah, but last week UAB allowed FAU to run for almost 300 rushing yards. So for a team with a quality run defense, I'm betting on them not doing it two weeks in a row. And I'm hoping. So, that brings us to possibly the coolest name bowl in uh, all out of all the bowl games, the Bad Boy Motors Gasparilla Bowl. Um, you got the UCF Golden Knights, minus 17-point favorites versus We Are Marshall. So, uh, this one is going to be a tough one because tough one to pick. Marshall is 6-0 and in bowl games under Doc Holliday. Uh, and 12 and one since 97. It's a long time, 22 years. Uh, UCF is the all-around better team, in my opinion. Um, this was another team. They all they almost turned into a Boise State Blue Broncos for me, but I got off their wagon uh, at the right time. Um, they're a better passing team, a better rushing team. They're better defensively, et cetera. They're an all-around better team. If UCF can neutralize Marshall's run game, it will be a blowout. I'm taking the Golden Knights, minus 17. Avoid one seventeen point spread. Bam! I'm taking another one. Okay, so um, UCF to me far superior athletes. Uh, Marshall tackles well, but um, to me they've underperformed in a, in a lot of what uh, their big games this year. I like UCF as well. I just think that the that that offense is going to be way too much for uh, Marshall to handle. I mean. You can tackle good, but when you can't catch up to the guy to get a hand on him, it's going to be hard to win. So yeah, no, yeah UCF minus 17, I don't think that this one's going to be close either. Yeah, they're all around. They're all around a more athletic. They're just an all-around better team. Um, the record in bowl games worries me a little bit, um, and those are outright wins. That's not even against the spread. Um, but rolling with the Golden Knights. So last one, I'll let you uh, – you, this one's got you written all over it, the SoFi Hawaii Bowl. Yeah, so in this game right now, the SoFi Hawaii Bowl, obviously it's played in Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii is playing in this ball, this ball game. Yep. Um, Hawaii uh, taking on the Burnham Young Universities, Taysom Hills. The Mormons. 
Uh, ooh, I mean, this one was tough for me. It wasn't tough for me. And I think we're on opposite sides. So um, <laughs> I'm not switching either. I just don't think Hawaii is going to have have enough to do it. I think Brenham Young this year has been fairly good in close games, keeping games close and, and winning some games that many people didn't think that they were going to win, especially that USC game. Um, I'm taking Brenham, Brenham Young in this one. It's Brigham. Brigham Young. <laughs> All right. I literally have in all capital letters with a period after each word, it's the Hawaii Bowl. And the Rainbow Warriors are underdogs. Are you fucking nuts? All the pineapples they can eat. They have unlimited supply of their hometown pineapples, and you're going away from them? Hawaii by a million. Hawaii's going to run away with this game. BYU's coming off a 13-3 loss to San Diego State. Yeah, San Diego State's like a boa constrictor, man. They tighten up on you. San Diego State, however, played Hawaii. Yep. What happened in that game? I think Hawaii beat them. Hmm. 14 to 11. Hawaii likes to throw the ball, and they like to throw it a lot. They put up a lot of points. We found that out the first week of the year. Um, It's in Hawaii. I mean, in their getting points, plus two, Hawaii. All the pineapples you can eat. Marcus Mariota doesn't have a game to prepare for. He might be there. Tua might be there. He's he's broken. He might be there. He's not he's not practicing for anything. Um, they might bring all the Hawaiians out of the woodwork. They're all going to be eating pineapples. They're going to have pineapple slices on the sidelines. It this isn't even this isn't even a a question. The Rainbow Warriors plus two at home. In the Hawaii Bowl. At Aloha Stadium. I mean, come on. All right. I figured you would have been all over Hawaii. No way. I've never picked Hawaii. (laughs) Yeah, but you love them. Um, I hate them. That's why I said her name wrong. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I I like the Hawaiians. They're uh, cool people, it seems like. Tattoos, (laughs) surfboards. Um, They like spam. Stick their tongue out really freaking far. Um, <laughs> so that's cool. And um, But guess what? That ain't going to help you win football games. I'm going with uh, the Heartland here. And wh- Where are they from, Utah? Uh, yeah. So I'm going with the uh, more more Western than, than Middle America. But You didn't even know their name. I know Taysom Hill went there. <laughs> so if they got anybody like him, good luck, Hawaii. Oh, Jesus Christ. Headsets falling off. They had Jimmer Fredette too, um, who's like a national hero in China. Um, all right, well that'll wrap up the bowl games. I think we got what nine. Um, so we'll recap them real quick. Let's see here. I have Buffalo minus we got ten. God damn it! <laughs> all right. Ten bowl games. We got ten. Um, I've got Buffalo minus six versus Charlotte. I've got Kent State in the Frisco Bowl versus the Utah State Aggies. I have San Diego State, the Aztecas, versus Central Michigan. I've got Liberty versus Georgia Southern. And I'm not even throwing out spreads here for some reason. Buffalo, what is it, minus five? No, minus six and a half. Kent State plus five. San Diego State minus three. Uh, Georgia Southern 
plus uh I'm sorry, not Georgia Southern. See, now I'm all thrown off, man. Liberty plus five. Uh, I've got SMU minus three. I've got FIU plus two and a half. I've got the Blue Broncos of Boise State plus three and a half. Um I've got UAB plus seventeen. UCF minus 17, and the Rainbow Warriors plus two. Okay. Um, I have Buffalo in the Bahamas Bowl. Buffalo's favored by six and a half. I'm taking them. In the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl, (laughs) I'm taking Kent State plus five. And the New Mexico Bowl played in, guess where, Albuquerque. I'm taking San Diego State University. Minus three and a half. And and the FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl played in Orlando. I'm taking Liberty plus five. And the Chair Bundy Boca Raton Bowl, I'm taking. <laughs> Boca Raton. <laughs> in that bowl game, I'm taking um, SMU. And the Camellia Bowl played in Montgomery, Alabama. I'm taking FIU plus two and a half. And the Mitsubishi Motor Bowls. <laughs> Damn. There's no question. In the Motor Bo- Las Vegas Bowls, we're taking Boise State, the number 19th ranked team, uh, getting three and a half points. You got to hammer this one. Um, in the R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl, I'm taking App State, get, get, giving up 16 and a half points, but I, I just think that that Russian attack, if – if UAB plays anything like they've played they played against FAU, then this game's gonna be App State by hundred. Um, the they're bad the, bo- they're the dragons. The bad boy <laughs> mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Gasparilla. Um, if it's Spanish, it's Gasparilla. It's not. It's Gasparilla. Anyways, I'm taking UFC uh, UCF minus seventeen, and then the Hawaii Bowl. I'm going against the Hawaiians. And I'm taking uh, the mainland American uh, BYUs. Not smart. You don't get rich betting against the Hawaiians. Uh, and I'm going to declare my big easy bet as Buffalo minus six and a half. Oh, okay. Didn't want to go with Boise for some reason. Get it over with, you know. But, yep. You'll know early. Um, so, yeah. We're going to pick all of them. Um, we'll see. It's going to make our make or break us, uh, I would say. We've got pretty damn good records right now in, in the college department, but we're doing this for the people. We're doing this for the degenerates. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, all right, so that'll wrap up the picks for college. And we're sitting at right about an hour and seven minutes. Um for some unknown reason, man, we're picking all of these NFL games. Um, I don't like it. It was originally his idea, but when he said it, I said, I'll do it. I'll do it. So we're going to do it. Uh, no Thursday game this week. Uh, thank God, because I've been cooling off on my Thursday streak, just so everybody remembers. Uh, nine nine for nine. Pretty good. Keeping my NFL picks alive. Um, on a side note, we do need to recap UFC from last week. Uh, we can do that at the end. Um, I'm going to quickly go through these. I may, I'm basically just making picks. I'll give you a little, a little one liner here and there. Um, 
on why I'm making this pick, but I'm not going really in-depth. It's the NFL. We all know the NFL. First game on Saturday is the Texans versus the Buccaneers. Um, Texans are coming off of a quality win against the Titans, uh, who I will be seeing next weekend. And the Buccaneers just kicked the shit out of somebody. Jameis Winston looked good. Well, you know what Jameis Winston doesn't ever do, ever, is look good two weeks in a row. That's a W. For the Texans. I'm taking the Texans minus three. Yeah, you're spot on with that analysis. Jameis Winston, Jekyll and Hyde. One week he looks like an all-pro. Next week he looks like they should cut him immediately. (laughs) Um, Here we go again. Jameis Winston. You got to wonder, is he ever going to stop turning the ball over? Nope. Um, To me, this one's a little risky, but I'm picking the Texans favored by three points, but uh, Jameis Winston really does need to perform in in order for him to keep his job there in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, Personally, I'm going to lean in favor of Jameis Winston uh, in terms of uh, giving him one more season to see if he can – Quit turning the ball over, but in this game, yeah, I'm going with the Texans. I think that if they can get a key turnover, which uh, I don't know if there's been a game this year where Jameis Winston has not turned the ball over, mm-hmm. uh, then the Texans are going to are gonna win by that three points. All right. Next game on Saturday, the Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. Um, Patriots are minus six-and-a-half-point favorites. The Bills played them close in the last game. They might have had a chance to win. Actually, they would have definitely had a chance to win. They might have won this game if Josh Allen wouldn't have gotten knocked out with a concussion. Matt Barkley came into play. Who the hell knew Matt Barkley was still in the NFL? I didn't. Um, I'm going with the Bills here. Redemption, a healthy Josh Allen. Patriots defense has looked human. And Tom Brady looks his age. He looks like he kisses his kids on the mouth, open mouth. Um, and he looks like he's got old knees. So... He's been playing bad. You know who hadn't been playing bad? Drew Brees. Tom Brady's old. Fuck Tom Brady. I'm taking the Bills. Josh Allen. Bills plus six and a half. The Bills are playing very well. The Bills uh, just come off of a road win against the Steelers where they covered the spread. Pittsburgh's one of the toughest places to play. Uh, Foxborough is going to be another tough place to play. But I'm taking the Bills as well. Plus six and a half. Uh, Looking at Tom Brady... And the Patriots, I know they're trying to get things clicking, and they usually do towards the end of, of December and on, and on into January. They do. But uh, the Bills have sucked for a very long time. I know they made the playoffs that one year with Terrell Pryor, but before that they didn't make the playoffs. Last time before they made it with Terrell Pryor it was 1999. I mean, what's his name, Terrell? With the Bills? Uh, black guy number five. I'm not. It's Tyrod Taylor. Terrell Pryor. Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Terrell Pryor's skin stabbed. Uh, yeah, he's actually in critical condition. Um, or he was. Hopefully, he's not anymore. That'd yeah, I mean, in Terrell Pryor. Um, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. Excuse me. <laughs> um, Terrell Pryor did nothing good. So he did something good at Ohio State. That was it. Anyways, yeah, I'm taking the Bills plus six and a half. Uh, the Patriots. They did struggle for a little bit against the Bengals last week. Uh, I think that the Bills could possibly win this game and uh, have a shot at the the division. Yeah, we'll see. It's not locked up yet for the Patriots. All right, next game. The Rams at the 49ers. 49ers minus 6.5 point favorites. The Rams just got destroyed by the Cowboys. Um, I'm going with the Rams. Call it wishful thinking, if you will. Um, 
I really hope they beat the 49ers. Um, I'm not going to say I wish injuries on them, but I'm not going to say I don't. Um, on both of them, to be honest, both teams. But Rams plus six and a half uh, on the road at the Niners uh, in San Francisco. Yeah, that's all I got. I don't like Jared Goff. Don't like Garoppolo either. Um, 49ers are banged up. They just lost to the Falcons on a hell of a last play. Thank you, Julio Jones. Thank you. Um, Look, before the Rams lost to the Cowboys, people were thinking that the Rams were going to make a playoff push. Uh, the Rams, however, did not do that because they lost to the Cowboys and they have six losses, I think. It's close to... They're pretty much done. To they're close to eliminated. Uh, but this is still a division game. Mm-hmm. This still means a lot for the Rams. Uh, it being in-state rivals, the North versus the South of uh, California. Um, yeah, I'm going with the Rams as well. I just think six and a half is too many points. I think that this game is going to be settled by around four, five points max. Yep. I look for Aaron Donald to uh, – he's had a kind of a quiet season in comparison. I look for him to have a big game. Um, don't know when they play. I think it's at the last yeah, game Yeah, if I'm not Saturday. mistaken, that is a good point. Didn't um, San Francisco's starting center get injured against New Orleans Saints? Yes. Yeah, so that is a good point. If Aaron Donald can get up on that backup, he could make him look like a rag doll. Yep. I think it's the last game on Saturday, which would be prime time. Um, so – Look for Aaron Donald to make a make a big splash. Go ahead and uh, hurt Garoppolo. Maybe not bad, but maybe bad if you want to. Either one. Just do something for us for once, all right? The Falcons paid us a favor. It's time for the Rams to pay us a favor. Then we need the Vikings to pay us a favor. You screw us over, you help us out. It's the way it works. Um, next game, Jaguars at Falcons. Falcons are seven-point favorites. I have a problem with picking the Jaguars, and I'm doing it again on the road in Atlanta. I can't help it. I can't help it. I like Leonard Fournette. Um, I, they're rolling with Gardner Minshew, I believe. Um, Falcons are coming off of a really big win against the Niners. Um, something to hang their hat on on a terrible season. I look for them to fall back to their old ways. Their defense is still bad. They played a great game, but they're still not a good defense. Um Look for Jaguars to get the run game going with Fournette. And Gardner Minshew can make some magic happen. I think I said it was dead last week. It probably is still dead, to be honest. But I have a problem with picking the Jaguars, but I'm doing it again. Um, yeah. A-Town, holla if you hear me. <laughs> all right. So you want to just leave it there? Drop the mic right there. That's all you need I'm to say. I'm going with the Falcons in this one. Look, the Falcons have had the one of the most disappointing seasons out of all in the whole NFL. However, they just got a gigantic win over the 49ers. I think that they look to uh, finish this season strong and uh, beat the beat the <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars by uh, more than seven points. All right, next game: Ravens at Browns. Browns ten point underdogs. I'm not gonna lie; I have the Browns circled on my paper. Um, you know what? I'm sticking with the Browns. I was about to say fuck the Browns and go with the Ravens. Um, I'm going with the Browns. I'm yeah, doing it. Not me. Shit. Um, I'm going with the the Ravens here. All right. I don't blame you. But I don't. It's not like I, I'm going to be surprised if they don't cover. You know, the Ravens have been playing red hot. Got to come back down to earth. Eventually. They have a healthy lead 
over there for the for the number one seed. Take the foot off the gas. They could. So backdoor um, backdoor cover city. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I just think that the Ravens they have a chance for Lamar Jackson to win the MVP. A lot of people think that it's locked up. To me, I think you got to wait till the season ends for, to pick the MVP. Yeah, I know. Because you never know what's going to happen. Russell Wilson could go for five touchdowns in in back to back games. Yeah. Or we'll and, talk about and we'll then talk about they'll be talking pick. about Ru- Russell Wilson. But um, the the Ravens are performing as one of the best teams in football. The Browns are a team that's been underwhelming this year. And I like the Ravens, uh, even though they're give, giving the Browns 10 points. All right, so you're on the Ravens. I'm on the Browns, plus 10 um, in Cleveland. Next game, I'll be at this game. The New Orleans Saints on the road in Tennessee versus the Titans. Uh, Saints are two-and-a-half-point favorites. So speaking of the MVP talk, I'm going to tell you what we're going to witness on Sunday. Everybody, so yeah, for everybody who's just listening, we are filming this episode, so we're going to play around with the editing, and it just might be uh, find its way on YouTube. So I want everybody to see Michael Thomas right here, breaking the record, 12 receptions away, 11 or 12 receptions away from the single-season reception record that was he- that is currently held by Marvin Harrison. He needs to be in the MVP conversation. The fact that nobody's even mentioning this guy's name is a joke. He's the best receiver in football. It, it, it blows my mind why the Saints get no shine. This guy is the best receiver in football. Got his jersey for good reason. He might break the record on Sunday. I hope he does. I think he's 12 away. He's 11 or 12 away. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of catches, but uh, think if there's just, anybody that can do it. I think it, he just had 12 last night. It, it's Mike Thomas. Yeah, I think he's coming off of a 12-point a uh, 12, 12 victory, a 12-reception uh, yeah, game. Yeah, and that's in a game that wasn't even close. Yep. So yep. he had, I think, 10 or maybe even 11 catches at halftime. Um, yeah, I mean, the bike, I mean, the Titans are a good team. Um, the Saints are, are a better team. So we're both on the Saints, obviously. Um, minus two and a half on the road versus the Titans. All right, I'm about to speed this up because we got to talk about some UFC. Uh, I'm going Colts, minus six and a half versus the Panthers. Panthers are playing Will Greer, third-string quarterback. Never a good sign. Yeah, I like Will Greer. And I think that uh, – what's his boy, Allen? What's his name? The Kyle qu- Allen. Yeah, quarterback. Yeah. Look, Kyle Allen was not was a guy who had problems starting in college. Uh, Cam Newton was a guy who was very good for his first couple years in the NFL and slowed down due to injuries, couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. <laughs> the Panthers have a lot of weapons. Uh, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, uh, Christian McCaffrey's the biggest name over there and their best player. Look, I look for uh, Will Greer to rely on Christian McCaffrey, and, and I think that the Panthers are going to keep this one close. I have the Panthers plus seven. Plus seven, is that what it's at now? I think so. Yeah, you think you are right. Yeah, all right. I'll take Colts minus seven. It yeah. is in Indianapolis. That's the thing to mention. Yeah, I'm taking Colts minus seven. Next game is the Toilet Bowl: Bengals at the Dolphins. Dolphins are one point favorites at home. Um, I'm taking the Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals as well. Uh, 
The Dolph- if you if you paid attention to that Patriots game, they played them pretty close for a little bit. Yeah, there. they did play them very close for a little bit. Obviously, <laughs> the Patriots pulled away in the second half, but uh, the Dolphins are by no means the Patriots. So. Yeah, the Dolphins are fucking up their uh, their draft order, and I think they know that. I think they're saying, okay, what are we doing? Let's uh, we'll give we'll give uh, Cincinnati a win. If they lose again, you never know. They could find themselves uh, with the potential number one pick. Cincinnati's got one win. They'll have two after this one. If they can pull off a miracle win in the last week of the season, uh, Miami could potentially get that number one pick. So they got uh, something to lose for. So I'm going Bengals here, plus one on the road. Next game, Steelers on the road against the Jets. Jets are plus three. So you got a home dog. I'm taking the Jets. Jets are wishy-washy. And uh, they've been on the washy side there. So uh, I'm going to be wishing that the Jets actually show up and remember how to play and give the ball to Le'Veon Bell. they got a good defense. I don't like Delvin Hodges um, for the Steelers. That's why I picked the uh, Buffalo Bills on Sunday night. He's not good. Uh, the Jets aren't good, but they do have an okay defense. Um, I like the Jets here getting three at home. Yeah, I'm going with the Steelers minus three. Better coach. Uh, I'm picking a better coach in this one. Yeah. Mike Tomlin up for coach of the year. Yeah, no, he is a good coach. Sean Payton deserves coach of the year, though. Um, Giants at Redskins. Redskins are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Taking the Skins. The Skins have been playing good. Dwayne Haskins looked good. The defense has been playing pretty good. Adrian Peterson's running hard. Eli had two interceptions, or uh, was it three interceptions, and a blowout win versus Miami. Um and potentially his last home game, or his, it will be. It's his last home game in Giant Stadium. I was happy to see him get a win. Um, but you threw two or three picks to the worst team in the league, just about. So the, um, the Redskins have got some momentum going. I like the Skins. Redskins, Haskins, uh, they played Green Bay fairly close, even though Green that game shouldn't have been close. Who 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 the Redskins just beat? I or did no, they, they just lost it? to the Eagles on a last, uh, last yeah. play. Eagles been winning on the last second. Um, I'm going with the Giants here. Uh, rooting for the hometown guy, uh, Eli Manning. I'm, there's reports that he's probably going to play this last game and, and start in it. Um, I'd like to see Eli Manning get a win. Uh, and, and I think that he has a good shot going against the uh, – Redskins who have put a lot of their players on injury reserve. Yeah. Yeah, they could be mailing it in, but I, I think they're ride they're riding a little bit of momentum and they're trying to show the fans that if they feel like they've got some potential next year, it's the time to show it now. Um next game, Lions at the Broncos in Denver. Uh Broncos are six and a half point favorites. I'm rolling with the Broncos here. Uh Lions are still playing David Blau. Um yeah. The Lions suck. I'm going Broncos. Wh- where's this game? In Denver. In mile high. Broncos have quality defense. Uh, last week, the Broncos played the Chiefs in a damn snowstorm. Yep. Uh, they weren't able to get much going. Um, I like the Broncos this week, though. Six and a half. You got to watch that weather, though. Because if it's a, a snowstorm, you never know how that's going forward. It could be low scoring and close. Yep. Uh, but I do like the Broncos. They got a good pass rush led by Von Miller, uh, good receiving core led by uh, Cortland Sutton. And um, 
Yeah, I'm going with the Broncos minus six and a half. All right. Next game, yeah, me too. Next game, you got the Raiders at the Chargers uh, in L.A. Minus six are the Chargers. I'm going with the Raiders here. Road dogs. Um, they had a heartbreaker. Lost their last game in Oakland. Um, well, you got something different than six? No, I didn't write this one down at all. Yeah, Raiders at Chargers. Chargers minus six. I'm taking the Raiders here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't believe in Phillip Rivers anymore. He's too old. Too many kids. Yeah, I'm going with Raiders plus six as well. Even though the uh, Raiders were looking decent there for a while in the AFC, they slowed down and they haven't been looking that well as of late. But uh, They slowed down right when I picked them to beat the Jets. The Chargers have issues. The goddamn Jets. But, uh, yeah, I'm going with the Raiders for uh, plus six. All right, Cowboys at Eagles. This one will decide the NFC East. Um just about um eagles are three point dogs at home um cowboys are coming off of a very big win versus the rams eagles are coming off of a come from behind last second win versus the redskins so tale of two uh tale of two different worlds here i'm taking the eagles i don't like the cowboys i don't think they're good they're one and six against teams over 500 um dak prescott's overrated that defense is overrated. Jason Garrett doesn't know how to coach. Jerry Jones. I don't really have anything to say about Jerry Jones. Uh, he's ran that franchise into the ground. Um, yep, yeah, taking Eagles plus three. I'm taking the Eagles as well. Getting points uh, to me, I think the Eagles are the better coach team. NFL, it's all about coaching. It really is. You can have as many players as you want, just like the Browns. At the end of the day, their coach is a shithead. <laughs> so, they suck. Yeah, Freddie Kitchen um, sucks. Look, you got to go with the best coach, and uh, these teams are very close. I know that a lot of people think that the Cowboys are a more talented team. Um, the Eagles got a decent defense. Yeah, no, they do. And I, I like think Zach that that Ertz. could give the uh, the Cowboys trouble, who uh, struggle to score the ball, but uh, move the ball very well with – in terms of yards per game, mm-hmm. but they just don't finish drives that well. So I'm going with the uh, the Eagles to win a close one. Yeah, I like Zach Ertz, obviously. I like uh, Miles Sanders, who's been coming on towards the end of the year, having quite a few games back-to-back. Um, yeah, so I'm taking Eagles as well. Uh, next game, Cardinals in Seattle versus the Seahawks. Seahawks are minus nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I'm taking the Seahawks here. Cardinals riding high um, after a big win. It's a tough place to play on the road in Seattle. Um, we saw that's one of those that's one of those like environments you don't want your rookie quarterback to go into, much like the Superdome. Um, and Kyler Murray looked terrible in the Superdome. We destroyed the Cardinals. He looked like a fish out of water. Um, I expect the same. I'm taking the Cardinals minus nine and a half. Um. Yeah. Wait. You're taking the Seahawks minus nine. And a half. Seahawks, that's what I meant. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks minus nine and a half as well. Um, the Seahawks, obviously sitting in first place, they want to keep that. Um, they're not going to overlook the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, the Seahawks playing at home, right? Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a hard game for. Uh, it's probably going to be cold, real cold. So, um, yeah. good luck to Kyler Murray and good luck to their 
coach with his damn eyeballs. Um, <laughs> I'm going with the Seahawks minus nine and a half. All right. Um, yeah, so we're both on that one as well. Next game, Chiefs at the Bears. Bears five-point home dogs. Um, the Bears suck, dude. Trubisky sucks. Um, their defense is not that good anymore this year. Um, I'm taking the Chiefs plus five. You got the MV- reigning MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. Tyreek Hill's a, a threat. Um, somebody tried to make an argument that Tyreek Hill was the best receiver in the league. Shut the fuck up. Um, Chiefs minus five. Who are they playing? The Bears. Oh. You didn't write that one either, did you? Oh, no, you did. Oh, yeah. Um, I got the Chiefs minus five as well. Yep. Just because um, Mahomes and them, Kelsey, too many weapons, man. Tyreek Hill, I like Tyreek Hill. I think he's good. I think Best he, receiver in the league? No, no, I mean, there's nobody better than Mike Thomas, uh, but he's definitely the best, one of the best big play guys that the league's ever really seen. No, yeah, he's a he's a threat for sure, but yeah, overall receiver, it's like, come on. If he, if he, you take away the deep ball, you take away Tyreek Hill. And if you, even if you take out Mahomes and put it in the average quarterback, um, he's not going to be that good. Yeah. Mike so, Thomas, on the other hand, is. He could do it with me back there throwing. And I got a cannon. Come check me out and flag football. Um, Packers at Vikings, Monday night football. Vikings, four and a half point favorites. I'm betting with my head, not my heart. I'm taking the Packers, um, but I want the Vikings to win. I hope to God I'm wrong on this pick. Um, anything over three on the road here, I feel like it's too many. Um, this is going to be a close game. This is a div- division game. Aaron Rodgers is good. No, I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's overrated. He's still good. Um, I hope I'm wrong here. I'm taking the Packers, but I really hope the Vikings win. Yeah, here we're on a different different thing. Uh, but, yeah, the four, four and a half is a big deal. Look, uh, Kirk Cousins is whatever, 0-8 uh, on Monday Night yeah. Football. God damn it. I think that that's got to change because it's just not going to be 0-9 or 0-10. Um, you wouldn't think, but four and a half could be a little bit too much here. The Vikings maybe without uh, Dalvin Cook, who suffered a, sol- a shoulder injury, but it, if he's there, I I do like the Madison, Vikings Madison's minus a four and backup. a half, and uh, I'm banking on him trying to play because of the playoff implications that this one's told. The, the Packers haven't won their division yet, and the Vikings have a chance to try to win the division. Um, yeah, against them. Madison's a quality backup too, at running back for yeah. the Vikings. So, so yeah, that'll wrap up our NFL picks. Um, I'm going to quickly go through mine real quick. Texans minus three, Bills plus six and a half, Rams plus six and a half, Jaguars plus seven. Fuck, Browns plus ten, Saints minus two and a half, Colts minus seven, Bengals plus one, Jets plus three. Redskins minus two and a half, Broncos minus six and a half, Raiders plus six, Eagles plus three, Seahawks minus nine and a half, Chiefs minus five, and the Packers plus four and a half. Hope the Vikings win. Hope Aaron Rodgers has a terrible game. Hope he gets hit so hard that he says, you know what, I want to retire. Um, We said we're picking all 16, and we did just that. Um, May God be with me um, and you too, but I know you got to recap your picks, so go ahead. I'm going with Texans minus three. I'm going with the Bills plus six and a half. I'm going with the Rams 
plus six and a half. I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons, minus seven. I'm going with the New Orleans Saints, minus two and a half. I'm going with the Panthers, plus seven. I'm going with the Bengals, plus one. I'm going with the Steelers, minus three. I'm going with the Giants, plus two and a half. I'm going with the Broncos, minus six and a half. I'm going with the Eagles, plus three. I'm going with the Chiefs, minus five. I'm going with the Ravens, minus ten. I'm going with the Seahawks, minus nine and a half. I'm going with the Vikings, minus four and a half. And I'm going with the Raiders, plus six. And that'll wrap up our NFL picks. So we're sitting at an hour and a half right now. Um, what do you want to do about UFC? You make the executive call here. Um, I guess we can – we'll just recap quickly. Okay. And then we can talk, talk I guess, for a little t- small amount of time about the main event. First fight was Peter Yan versus Uriah Faber. I felt like Faber was too old here. I said he would get knocked out, and he did just that. Um, Peter Yan's good. Feel Peter like Yan is one bad motherfucker. I don't know if anybody's going to be able to beat him. He, I feel like he surprised a lot of he's people. He's like... He's very good, and he's very confident, and he, as well he should be because he's very trained at what he does. He's a, he's a straight killer. Yeah, him and Cody Garbrandt got into it in the back of the uh, in the locker room. I was like, Cody, I don't know if you want to. Look, Garbrandt's very good. I mean, just Garbrandt's got to fight, fight tactically, and he really did that against Dominic Cruz. Mm-hmm. But when he fought Dillashaw, I think them two being former teammates. Yeah, he let his emotions get the best of him. Fights. But like I said in the last episode, Dillashaw was on that shit. So that was cheating. Yep. Both those losses to me are are, are lesser losses than uh, yeah, I they agree. would be That's if he wasn't point. a cheater. That is a good point. So next fight was uh, Marlon Moraes versus Jose Aldo. Aldo got robbed. Absolutely robbed. He won this fight easily, in my opinion. He was the aggressor the entire time. Moraes ran. He had one decent round, um, but they gave it to Marlon Moraes. I disagree extremely, but it happens. Yeah, yeah. I thought uh, Jose Aldo won the fight. Both of us picked Jose Aldo. Uh, I think even the guys calling the fight, Joe Rogan. Yeah, they knew it. All of them, John Anik, DC, they they thought that Jose Aldo won the fight. Uh, somehow they gave it to, to Moraes, even though that he wasn't. Uh, Jose Aldo controlled the center of the octagon the whole fight. Yeah. Uh, applied the pressure, got better the shots, in my opinion. But, hey, sometimes you you, you lose when you shouldn't. Yeah, but, oh, well, it happens. That's why the fight game is uh, iffy. Um, Next fight was Amanda Nunes versus, uh, like, Jermaine Durandami or something like that, yeah. uh, Durandami. Um, Durandami fought a good fight. She really did. Um, but made some critical mistakes. Nunes took advantage. Nunes wins. Uh, everybody knew Nunes was going to win, but Durandami put up a, a more of a fight than I thought, at least. Uh, so we both had Nunes there. Um, the co-main event was Max Holloway versus uh, Volkanovski. I was on Holloway. Nick was on Volkanovski. Um, Volkanovski won the fight. Um. Didn't one judge have it five rounds to nothing? Yeah. That's horseshit. Um, that's ridiculous. There's no consistency with these referees. I mean, with these uh, judges. Um, I think two had it three to two, right, um, in favor of Volkanovski, which I, I can agree with. But to say Holloway didn't win a round was crazy to me. Um, there was a lot of close rounds. So, like, 
that's what I believe you said was those rounds could have gone either way. So for you to give none to the champ is questionable. Holloway 100% won the fourth round, in my opinion. Um, I thought that's a disgrace that they gave it all five rounds to Volkanovsky. Um, whoever that judge is, she's taking the same shit that uh, Dillashaw was. Um, but so Nick got that one right. I got that one wrong. I'm a big fan of Max Holloway, so sucks to see him lose. But Volkanovsky fought a good fight. So the main event was Colby Covington versus Kamaru Usman. Um, going into this fight, I said for Usman to win, I think he's got to knock him out. Uh, Covington does not get knocked out often, if ever. Um, well, it was a hell of a fight. Let's put it that way. I saw a lot of people um, on social media hating on Colby Covington because they don't like his attitude. They don't like his personality. You can't let that bias uh, overshadow the fight that he fought. He fought a hell of a fight. That guy is one of the top in the division, one of the top pound for pound in the UFC. Um, Kamar Usman was just a little too much. It The judges had it close, man. The judges had it uh, almost, I think, in favor of Covington, didn't they say? A couple. Uh, it was us. Going into that fifth round. So or, into the uh, – Or no, they had it 2 After two. four rounds because the judges' scorecards didn't come into a, to affect this fight because of the knockout in the fifth round. Uh, one judge had it 2-2, one judge had it 3-1 in favor of Usman, and the other judge had it 3-1 in favor of Covington. And I know you say a lot of uh, these inconsistencies between the judges. Well, that's why in these close fights like this, you got to have three judges because uh, everybody's not going to see the same thing. And when you have these close rounds, you're hoping for one person to pick one side and the other to pick the other. Mm-hmm. And if and in most cases, if two people are like three one, then it's the rounds weren't as close. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it was tie going. Basically, it was a draw going into the fifth round. Whoever won that fifth round, I felt like when I was watching a fight before, I knew the judges' scores. I felt like who whoever wins that round is going to win the fight. Uh, Covington looked okay in the beginning, but, uh, yeah, I mean, regardless of the knockout there, I feel like Usman was going to win that round no matter what. Yeah. I know a lot of people want to complain or uh, Colby Covington in particular wants to, I didn't think it was an early stoppage. I I did think he stopped it early because Colby Covington was protecting himself and it wasn't like he was just sitting there getting hit a bunch while, while he was, he was making maneuvers and he was. Uh, fighting to protect himself. I think that they should have let it go on for a couple more seconds. And if Colby Covington didn't maneuver out of the position he was in, then you call it a fight. But uh, regardless of that, I don't see anything that Colby Covington really could have done to um, beat Usman at that point because I don't think Covington had it in him to knock him out. Yeah, there's a few things I was disappointed by was uh, him running. I get his his jaw was broken, uh, but he ran out of the octagon without congratulating Usman and shaking his hand. Um I would have liked to see that. I think you said the same thing. Um, and he called out Mark Goddard on social media about being a terrible referee and this and that. Um, there's an argument for an early stoppage. I didn't think it was, but there is an argument for it. Um, the kick to the groin that he gave him a stop for, that was a bad call by him. He did not kick him in the groin. Um, but the eye poke, he he was mad about the eye poke. If you go back and look at the replay, he poked him in the eye. No, he didn't. You got to realize Colby Covington can't all, all of a sudden just assume the role of a respectable fighter. Yeah. And that's not his role in the UFC. His role is to be a guy that's not liked. Um, look, I think at the end of this fight, uh, both guys' stock went up. 
as far as yeah, Covington, agree. I think, is going to be around for a lot longer. And uh, I think that this is probably not the last time we see these two guys fight. Um, yeah, I think there will be a rematch. Even though the, the division future. is really stacked and like it's like, well, what path does Covington have to to even um, get a rematch? And then you never know because the division has so many good guys in it. And then even McGregor's coming, mm-hmm. saying that he's going to want to uh, fight 170. The king is back. Um, yeah, I mean, who knows if he even gets a rematch with Usman when Usman's champion, because uh, you never know in that division. There's so many good guys. Uh, but, yep. yeah, at the end of the day, I think that both of these guys gained a level of respect for each other, even though that it wasn't really shown by uh, Covington. Usman, at the end of the end of the fight, said that you got to give Covington credit because he was tough in there. I mean, yep. look, he broke his jaw in the third round. I remember saying And I- still came out and fought fought well and uh, traded with Usman. I mean, he's a tough guy, and he's tough as nails, and I expect him to come back even stronger, in my opinion. I was surprised there wasn't any wrestling in this fight. Yeah, but I kind of liked it. They're they're both wrestlers, and they said they're both going to stand up and they're going to bang. They're not – I mean, yeah, I was surprised too because if that's your strength, you got to go to your strength. But clearly they both respected each other's wrestling. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that if Colby Covington would have went to the wrestling a little bit, I'm not saying that he was going to out – Russell Usman. Mm-hmm. Usman's a very talented wrestler, uh, very strong, but I think that that may have tired Usman out more. Yeah. Usman's a guy with more muscles. That means he needs more oxygen I was to surprised. replenish uh, his muscles for their strength, and I think that if he got in a wrestling match, Colby Covington's conditioning may but, have yeah, uh, gave him the edge. Get, gave him a little bit more of an edge. Yeah, I was surprised with Usman's conditioning, to be honest, because I remember I said in the first couple rounds that uh, – if he keeps up this pace, I think he's going to gas himself, and he didn't. I was surprised. It looked yeah, like he Covington was. Yeah, but Covington lost. He tried to pressure him, and he wasn't able to really pressure him like he did Robbie Lawler. That's is, why I think that the wrestling, well, uh, he why, wrestled Lawler more. Yeah. Uh, I think that he should have tried to wrestle more. Maybe the broken jaw played a part. Maybe he planned to wrestle him in well, the Well, like I said, rounds. Usman had that four-inch reach advantage, which I thought would play a part. Um, that's what I said. That was my reasoning on why I picked Usman, one of the reasons. And like I said, I felt like he had to knock him out to get the win. It's hard to beat that. It's hard to beat Colby Covington by decision. Um, and Usman did. Knocked him out. Didn't leave it up to the judges. He uh, took matters into his own hands and came away with a win. So it's a hell of a fight. You got to respect both of them. Love or hate Colby Covington, you got to respect him as a fighter. Um, so on the night, I think I went 3-2. and two. Um, Should have been 4-1. and one. Got robbed by the Aldo decision. That brings me to... 12 and 3. Yeah, 12 and 3 overall picking UFC. That's pretty damn good. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't know where your record's at. I think I'm at just about 500. Yeah. So. But I don't know. I got, I'm going to check back, and next time we do it, we're gonna, I'm going to know exactly. Yeah, we'll fact check. Um, That's all I got for uh, episode number 20. Yeah, and that's all I got because I got a shit and piss really bad. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost at an hour 45 here. So, like I said, we didn't even acknowledge it in the beginning. This is episode number 20. Um, This has been going on for a while now, a lot longer than some people thought this would last. We are in the bowl season. We've been riding this entire, both of these football seasons, riding them out. Um, I mean, it's, it's gone. It, this is going... A lot better than I thought, um, which sounds bad, but Mm. I mean, it is. 
Uh, so I want to say thank you to everybody that has been listening in and supporting us this whole time. Um, to everybody who's listening and you are not subscribed on Apple Podcast, stop what you're doing right now. Hit the subscribe button and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. That is going to be that is where we want the majority of our listeners to be. If you have an Android and you got to listen on Spotify, I'm about, I'm about to have to get up. Dude. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my goodness, this isn't good. Oh my god, it's that bad. That damn cabbage. All right, so we'll wrap it up so he can go uh, blow up my toilet. Um, so yeah, that wraps up episode twenty. Um, follow us on Twitter at Big Easy Bets, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. We are going to edit this video, and there will be a video posted to YouTube. Um, and that'll do it. All right, who that? We just gotta do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes. From the top. One, two, three.